Hello, hello, hello. Yes, please, please. Thank you, thank you. Have a seat. So uh, I'm really digging this music because Podbean put up some new songs for everybody, and I'm really digging that. Thanks a lot, guys. About time, though. Not saying, you know. Don't get testy about it. Relax. Just saying. But no, all kidding aside, Podbean's a great site. It's where I started my podcast. So I got nothing to say about it. Boom, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, how's your day going so far? And uh, if you're a mom, how was your Mother's Day? Hope it was great. Mine was great. I did very little. Very, very little. I relaxed most of the day. Uh, my daughter stopped by. My son's up in college. So that, you know, was a done deal. My daughter, her boyfriend stopped by. We had a little dinner. Bang, bang, boom. They left. And I relaxed the rest of the evening. Did my thing. And I loved every second of it. There's nothing wrong with just chillaxing, you know, doing some beauty treatments, being a girl. If you're a guy, I guess being a guy, doing guy things, watching sports, whatever the heck you do. But, um, you know, uh, just just another day to me. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm a mother. I know I'm great. I don't need a day to tell me. So, but um, anyway, you know, hope you enjoyed yours. And uh, so today on this cast, I want to speak about two things, two things that are opposite polar uh, on the pole, you know, what do they say? Bipolar, I guess, opposite to, to polar. Who the heck knows? I don't know what I'm saying. But anyway, they're on both sides of the spectrum is what I'm trying to say. So you have, you have hypopigmentation and then you have hyper pigmentation. So hypopigmentation is when you have like, um, you know, you have a certain tone of skin and then there's light patches, like, you know, uh, you know, lighter patches of skin. It looks like the tone, the color of your skin is missing in those areas. Or it could be uh, a genetic um, problem called albinism, which you might know, you know, if, I don't know if they call people, you know, I hope they help if they don't that I don't offend anyone, but um it used to be the people used to be called albino um and the reason why because they had albinism and albinism is you know you might have once or twice in your lifetime seen a person uh that has this disorder um they literally have no pigment to their skin like none and uh it's it's not deadly or anything like that you know they have no um pigment in the hair, they have no pigment in the skin, they just have no pigment in the body. And it's not really, you know, like I said, life-threatening like that or anything, but, you know, it can be dangerous because um, when you have no melanin, like I said many, many times on this cast, melanin is your skin's protection against the sun. That's why if you come from, you know, somewhere like that's right near the equator or somewhere in that area, your skin tone is going to be very, 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 very dark because you have a lot of melanin because the melanin is constantly pumping. So people with albinism don't have any melanin in their skin at all. 
So they're very, very susceptible to burning very quickly, and they have to really be careful with that. Um, then you have, of course, vitiligo, which we all know Michael Jackson had. Um, that also, you know, the pigment just starts to go away in the skin. It starts in little patches, and then before you know it, as time goes on, it could get worse. And if it does, then you get all these patches of, uh, you know, hypo pigmentation all over the skin. Um, you know, right as of now, there's really no real, you know, cures for these things or any really great treatments for them. But, you know, if there's great corrective um, for vitiligo, for example, there's great correctives like dermablends and things like that that you can put on that are completely waterproof, um, you know, uh, medical-grade cover-ups that will cover these things so that, you know, maybe also if just while we're on that subject with dermablends, if you have like any scars or you have a tattoo and you're getting married, dermablend is an amazing product. It's like I said, a medical grade corrector and it will, you know, cover anything. I mean, anything, scars, this, that. And like I said, it's waterproof. Once you use it correctly, you can do everything with it and you literally have to remove it to take it off so it's really really great and that comes in all skin tones and just very very good product um but anyway back onto the subject so yeah so you have vitiligo which is another skin disorder you know that is genetic that um you know is in the genes uh then you have other typo pigmentations like um Oh, God, I can't think of the name of it right now. Oh, God. But anyway, it's some fancy name for it. I know the name, believe me, but I just can't think of it right now. Something with the tinnitus something, but I can't think of it. But anyway, what it is basically is a fungus on the skin. So, you know, don't get freaked out. It happens just like fungus on your feet, fungus on the skin. happens when you're sweating, you know, maybe under your breasts for the ladies. If you have bigger breasts and you're sweating all the time, you might get, you know, some discoloration under there it's usually caused by a fungus of course all these things you got to go ask your doctor i'm just giving you ideas of what these things could be if you have them on your body to know that there is help out there and you know you can help these things so anyway there you know it's known to be a fungus um on the uh on the skin and it just causes the pigment to go away now over time when they treat it then it will come back it takes a while to come back. Also, if you ever burn your skin very, very badly, got some bad scar tissue, either it's going to hyperpigment or it's going to hypopigment, depending on what kind of burn it was, etc., etc. Um, so, yeah, there is also hypopigmentation, which a lot of people don't talk about. They talk a lot about hyperpigmentation, but not hypopigmentation. So, you know, if you have these white spots on your body, if you had eczema, or you had eczema through your life growing up. You might have had some scaly skin patches at one point. Sometimes those will turn white. Sometimes those will, you know, like um, just look brighter in the, within the skin. Um, you know, there's there's all different things. And like I said, those those type of things, not the genetic ones, but those type of things, with time, the skin will repair itself. It just takes a very, very, very long time, like months, sometimes years. <laughs> All right, so now let's talk again about hyperpigmentation, which is the biggest or what most well-known. Everybody knows about it because pretty much everybody has it, except maybe babies. And even like very young children have it. 
um, because they have sun damage because the parents maybe haven't been so great about putting sunblock on them. Well, they just have extremely fair skin, and, you know, you're trying to keep up with the sunblock, but they still burn, and, you know, they get what's called freckles. I love how we call them freckles. They're not freckles. They're sunspots, okay? You're not born with freckles. You've never seen a baby born with freckles. They're from the sun. They're little spots of melanin that are over overproductive, and they need to be stopped, and that's it. You know, you're overproductive at work. Your boss, of course, doesn't want to stop you. But if your melanin is overproductive, you definitely want to stop it. And so you need to start wearing a sunblock immediately. Most likely, probably a mineral-based one so that you're getting a physical block as well as a chemical block. And uh, that's your step one. If you don't have that step, then you might as well forget all the other steps. Because when it comes to hyperpigmentation, your first step, your only step, your biggest step, which should have been, you know, your... uh, precautionary step is to wear a sunblock, okay? Because even wearing a sunblock after the damage is done, number one, doesn't allow any extra damage to come, and number two, also will allow your skin then to rest and heal instead of being so worried about pumping melanin out to protect itself. You protect it so that your skin doesn't have to, right? It's just like... Skincare is complicated. It really is. It's very complicated. But at the same time, it's really not that complicated. If you just do, you know, if you go to an esthetician and then they're a good one and they seem to know what they're talking about and everything, they're knowledgeable, and you just listen to them, if they know what they're talking about, they're going to be able to help you with every skin disorder that you have. No, we're not doctors. I'll say that a hundred times over. But we have a lot of knowledge. And we have, like, sometimes... You know, we see a lot more things than even doctors do because we're seeing you every single month. If, let's say, you know, you come once a month, we're seeing your skin every single month. We're seeing the changes. We're asking you about your, your lifestyle. What's going on now? Are you stressing out? What's this? What's that? We're like your little angel on your shoulder for skincare. And then, of course, your doctor is, you know, the top dog and he has the final say or she. But at the same time, We are the intermediary between the two, right? Sometimes you don't have to go to a dermatologist for every little thing. Some things you do, all right? And you should definitely be going once a year to get your skin checked. They make a little chart, and they see where some new moles have come up, some different hyperpigmentations on the skin. They make note of that. They make a chart of it. Then when you come back the next year, they start comparing, and they decide if any changes happens and if they did they might remove something they might do a biopsy if they think it looks suspicious if it looks suspicious and they do a biopsy and it comes back as a squamous cell or something like that they might have to do um you know they might have to take out like a nice big chunk of skin like a pretty big chunk and surrounding area right and stinks but you know what two things those of you who aren't using sunblock right now and don't have an issue like that yet Get the sunblock on, learn from others' mistakes, and don't let chunks of your skin be pulled out. And number two, if you have made that mistake, or maybe, you know, you're older and you haven't been told and blah, 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 okay, just make sure you're going to the the dermatologist once a year to get that skin checked, because skin cancer kills, melanoma kills, so do that, and then also make sure that you're wearing your sunblock every single day of your life, going to work. Coming home from work, if the light is still on, which we call the sun, up in the sky. If that switch is still on and the sun is still on, 
then you should be wearing a sunblock if you're outdoors. I don't want to hear, I don't go in the sun. Yes, you do. If you walk outside of your house, you're in the sun. I don't care if it's cloudy, if it's blizzard, if it's tsunamis coming, if it's this, if it's that. You're in the sun if you are outside during the daylight hours. You do not have to see the sun for the sun's rays to reach your body. The UVA rays are there all the time if the sun is out. So don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself into thinking, oh, I'm sunblocking. Oh, she don't know she's, I'm sunblocking. You may be sunblocking once a day. And I commend you at least for that because many people don't even do that. But if you are not reapplying it, you are not blocking the sun and you will get sun damage. So, you know, that's really the number one key is blocking the sun for hyperpigmentations. Because no matter where they came from, no matter where they came from, whether it was acne, whether it's melasma, whether it's sun damage, whether it's uh, post-traumatic hyperpigmentation, it really does not matter as long as uh, you're wearing a sunblock. It'll start to go away. If you're not wearing a sunblock, it's going to get worse. And you're going to get more as well. So, like I said, first line of defense, a good sunblock. You know, a really good sunblock that has everything in it that you need. And you start with that. Um, Many sunblocks have extra things in them. Like they might mattify the skin if your skin is extra oily. Or they might be a clear sunblock so that you don't get that haze over your skin. Or they might be a natural sunblock so that, you know, if you're allergic, meaning uh, not really natural per se, but like a mineral sunblock, all right, that is a physical sunblock. So minerals and zinc, that's physical sunblock. So that, if you're allergic to sunblocks, the chemical ones, you can use physical sunblocks, right? So, you know, your makeup. Yeah. Oh, my makeup. Ha- my makeup's at 15, or my makeup's at 30. And my ma- first of all, 30, 15. Like I said before, does not mean anything. Nothing. Ignore that. In fact, point. Sorry, my phone fell. Okay. Sorry about that. My phone fell. <laughs> Hey, listen, folks, this is live. Well, it's not really live. It's recorded, but it's live when I'm doing it. And uh, if you think I'm going to, like, stop and go back and start all over because I dropped the phone, that ain't going to happen. So <laughs> it's all about the real here, folks. It's all about the real. We're, this is real going on here, right? I'm a real woman. I'm just real. And I'm just, you know, got this passion that I want to share and want to tell you about it would help you, and uh, that's really all it's about here for me. I, I'm not making money off of this yet. You know, I'd like to someday if I could, but whatever. I'm here for, you know, for the passion that I have, for the passion to help people, and just to have a good time. So, um, so yeah. So, anyway, uh, what I wanted to say is that the bottom line is the sunblock is number one key. Without the sunblock, nothing else is going to work. So we have hydroquinine for, um, you know, brightening uh, hyperpigmentation. Um, We have, 
like, uh, you know, all kinds of natural things that will uh, brighten skin, like um, milk, actual milk, heavy cream, uh, of course, aloe vera, the leaf itself, the actual leaf, open it up. Um, oatmeal, believe it or not, oatmeal is very brightening to the skin. Anything with vitamin C and E in it, oranges, lemons, um, any kind of citrus, limes, um, just anything with antioxidants in it is all going to completely uh, brighten the skin and help get rid, get rid of hyperpigmentation. And like I said, there are so many different kinds of hyperpigmentation, um, but most of them are either exacerbated or caused by the sun. The ones that aren't caused by the sun are the ones that are usually caused by you or something that you've done to your skin or something that happened to your skin. So it could be a burn, sunburn, could be, um, you know, a burn from a curling iron, could be a cut, could be a scrape, anything like that. Any, any trauma to the skin, squeezing a pimple, squeezing at your nose for blackheads, squeezing at your skin will all be causes for your skin to pump melanin in that area to protect it called uh, post-traumatic hyperpigmentation, meaning after trauma, hyperpigmentation. So those of you with darker skin tones from the mid to the darker, I know you know exactly what I'm talking about because you literally could breathe on your skin almost and it will hyperpigment. So, you know, the way that we help with these things is we wear um, vitamin C serums and things like that to prep our skin for these situations so that maybe it's so healthy that it might not do these things. And then as you know, we cut our skin, we burn our skin, we whatever, we treat it immediately. And if it's something we can avoid, like popping pimples and squeezing, trying to squeeze, you know, a blackhead out of our skin, which, by the way, you're not squeezing a blackhead out of your skin, okay? So when you squeeze one out or two out and you feel like, oh, good, it's gone for a while. No, it's not. Because sebum, which it's made of, which it is, all a blackhead is a sebum, that which sebum is a thick, waxy, sticky substance. Make no mistake about it. It is not an oil. It is not an oil. So it is a thick, waxy, sticky, white or creamy, uh, gross, I know, creamy uh, yellow substance. And it squishes out, pushes itself out through the pores. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, if the pores are nice and tight, especially. And then as a little squish of it comes out, then what happens is uh, it turns black when the air hits it, just like a banana when you cut it, just like an apple when you cut it. It's called oxidation. That's why we use antioxidants on the skin to keep that darkness from forming on the skin. All right, so um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, not, it's no joke either. Um, you know, I mean, you got hormonal uh, hyperpigmentation, which is gonna be like uh, melasma, you know, uh, the more estrogen, uh, progesterone, your skin is going to darken or lighten depending on if it's more estrogen or more progesterone in the skin. Um, they're going to lighten or darken it. Uh, so, you know, when you're going through those hormonal fluctuations of perimenopause, menopause, and even just taking the pill, getting off the pill, you know, all these different hormonal fluctuations. Maybe you have uh, PCOS, um, those type of things can cause just hyperpigmentation without you doing anything to your skin because it's more of a hormonal hyperpigmentation. So, um, 
so yeah so you know there's a lot a lot of things that you can do for it um like i said you know i like to go uh natural but i also realize uh that there are some cases where natural is just not going to help or it's not or it can be just used you know in conjunction with which it can always be done so like let's even say you have you know pretty severe hyperpigmentation or you got even moderate hyperpigmentation and like all of these homemade type of things are not really helping or they're helping but they're not really making a dent in it then of course then you're going to want to use things that are a little bit more potent to get the ball rolling and then you can supplement with some nice natural masks in between and things like that things like bananas squishing them up and getting them in a food processor putting them on your skin like a mask put them into sour cream put them into um a uh, plain yogurt whip them up put some blueberries put some strawberries believe it or not blueberry strawberries very brightening to the skin honey unbelievably brightening to the skin um you know uh, uh aloe vera gel like i said take it out gush it up keep putting it in your skin it's a healer it's a healer of great magnitude i mean i cannot tell you how many times throughout my life i have used aloe vera leaves from the grocery store and open that thing up when i had cuts burns most recently i had a very very bad burn on my hand really bad and uh i got blisters and everything it was really really bad and i literally just kept using aloe to heal it up and i swear to you within one week my my hand is like back to regular 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 you don't even see a scar you don't see darkness nothing my skin is back to regular So that's how much I believe in the aloe vera leaf. I mean, it's just it's amazing. It's literally amazing. It's like a magic little leaf. It's got hydration, it brightens, it heals. It just it's incredible. And I know some people take it internally too. I don't really do that. Not because of anything. First of all, it tastes very bitter. And second of all, um it is extremely healthy though, but at the same time, you do have to be careful because, you know, just like anything else, if you don't use it in moderation, it can be dangerous to you. Just because things are natural, quote unquote, does not mean they can't harm you, all right? You wouldn't go out into the woods and just pick stuff off the tree and just eat it because you're aware that there are certain things that are not good for you that are natural that might be poisonous or might give you reactions or you know things like that so you have to be very careful but um yeah but all in all aloe vera can be used on children everybody everybody and it's just it's phenomenal it's just a phenomenal little little thing to have in your refrigerator um papaya you know a real papaya so open that thing up get one that's not too ripe because that that's been shown to actually you know heal the skin even better and get uh, has more enzymes and it's going to get rid of a lot more dead stuff on the skin. So any papaya, you could take papaya, you mush it up, you add a little honey, you put a little bit of milk in there even, mush it more or whip it up in the in the food processor or the blender. Whatever you got to do to make it like a mask and then just put it on your skin and leave it for like 15 minutes. Like I said before, oatmeal. Oatmeal is fantastic skin brightener. Um something with the starches in it, it brightens the skin. So you can take some dry oat flakes and you put them in the bottom of a food processor or a blender and then add yourself in some little bit of yogurt, um add yourself in some honey, put some aloe vera that gel in the inside in there. And uh add a little squeeze of lemon juice or a little squeeze of orange juice. Watch it around your eyes, of course, but put that on 
as long as it's not irritating you or anything, leave it on for about 10 to 12 minutes and wash it off. Keep doing this all the time and uh, you will see a difference in your skin. Also, turmeric mixed with uh, chickpea flour is also excellent for hyperpigmentation. Um, what else was good? Tomatoes. Tomatoes are fantastic for hyperpigmentation. They're a little acidic. They help the skin to exfoliate quicker and they help uh, with uh, beta carotene and... Uh, you know, vitamins, uh, I believe B is in there. I know C, um, vitamin E. Uh, they're anti-inflammatory. Um, then you have, uh, you know, watermelon is also, like, fantastic. Make yourself a nice watermelon mask using literal watermelon. Yes, real watermelon. Eat it and put it on your skin. Do both. Eat the fruits and vegetables and put them on your skin. Your skin loves them. Spinach is great for your skin. Kale is great for your skin. Everything. Pick up a vegetable in the produce section and take it home and make it into a mask because it's going to benefit your skin. Uh, anisette, you know, uh, you might know it as um, finocchio if you're Italian. That, you could boil that up, use the juice from that, that's licorice, like it's got a licorice um, type of, you know, uh, feel to it, like, you know, thing to it. That will brighten up your skin. Celery is good, it's hydrating to the skin. All these things are, you'd be amazed. Flower petals, certain flower petals you can make masks out of. You know, I'm going to keep putting more, many, many more masks up as time goes on uh, for hyperpigmentation and of course for a bunch of other stuff. Coconut oil in the masks, jojoba oil, essential oils, lavender by the way for burns, unbelievable for burns. Lavender is your go-to person, girl, man, child, anybody go-to for burns. If you're in your kitchen, you get a little burn, get some lavender essential oil, mix it with just a drop of uh, uh, coconut oil, Put it on the burn. If it's um, in pain, it will be gone within seconds. The literal pain will be gone within seconds. Gone. You might have to reapply. It's going to come back. I'm not going to lie about that. But when you put it on for a little while, the pain will be gone. That's how good lavender is for burns. It's amazing. It's also very brightening to the skin, lavender. So you could take a couple drops of lavender essential oil, mix them with some jojoba oil, put some aloe vera in there, mix in a little bit of uh, maybe some uh, heavy cream, and just make yourself a delicious mask. All right? Um, what else? Rice. Rice is very, again, with the starch, rice is very brightening to the skin. A lot of Asian women use it. That's why the skin always looks porcelain-like and so, you know, very, um, you know, porcelain-like, really. Um, that's excellent for the skin. So you get some, you get some rice, you wash it a little bit first and you put it in the, put it in the pot and boil it just like you're making rice, but don't let it cook all the, all the, all the way. Leave some of that water in there, drain the water into something and use that water like a toner and then take your rice, put it in the food processor again or the blender, whip it up, make it into like a paste, then take that paste. You can squeeze some. Uh, some lemon juice in there, some orange juice. I'm talking, when I say lemon and orange juice, I mean the actual lemons, the actual oranges. Open them and then squeeze them. There is no, um, you know, purer 
form of vitamin C than the literal orange, the literal citrus, and then so many other things too. Like I said, strawberries, unbelievable. As long as you're not allergic to any of these things, strawberries, unbelievable for brightening the skin. Blueberries, forget about it. So, um, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot, a lot of things uh, that you can do for that. If you have oily skin, you know, and you have dark spots and all that, you're definitely going to want to, um, you know, try to get that oil under control with some good hydration, some good uh, exfoliation, and then you can start using things with hydroquinone in them and stuff like that with the sunblock to start getting rid of uh, darkness in the skin. Um, anytime you get inflammation of any kind to the skin, you have a, a possibility of getting hypopigmentation. I'm sorry, hyperpigmentation as well. Um, you have things like kojic acid that also help turn skin cells over. Retinols also helps turn skin cells over. It's going to also help with hyperpigmentation. Um, so, you know, basically what I'm trying to tell you is that, uh, Hyperpigmentation can be hormonal, such as melasma, it can be sun exposure, or it can be from trauma to the skin. It doesn't really matter too much. I mean, it does in the, in the um, case of uh, melasma, because melasma is very, very tough to get rid of with products and stuff. It can be done, depending on how light the melasma is and everything, but you really need like medical-grade products, and then you might even need a prescription. Um, but again... The biggest important thing with melasma is wearing the sunblock and reapplying it, reapplying it, especially when you get into a car, ladies and gentlemen, reapplying the sunblock in the car, because like I told you, the car is just a giant magnifying glass for your skin, and it's, you can't even believe what it's doing to your skin. All right, so, um, so really that's it. You know, I just wanted to talk really quick about hypo and hyper pigmentation and how they affect us and how, you know, the different ways that we can help to get rid of them. And like I said, lots and lots of exfoliation, you know, not over exfoliating though, but you know, the right exfoliators two to three times a week, the right, um, products that are going to, you know, illuminate the skin again and start to get, you also want things that have something called in it, uh, a Tyranese inhibitor. And what that does is it literally will stop the, um, it will stop the melanin from pumping as well. So it's not just like getting rid of the damage that's already been there, but it's also going to stop the action at the root level, right? Things like um, glycolics, uh, azelaic acid, um, uh, lactic acids, things like this, they will help in that, and then you sunblock and everything, and then you're going to be good to go, all right? And uh, so, you know... Just, just wear your sunblock is the, is the real, the biggest bit of advice that I have for you. If you have hyperpigmentation and you truly want to get rid of it, you have to work at it, guys. It's, you know, skincare is consistency. It's just the way it is. It's just like life, you know, just like raising children. You got to be consistent. And uh, speaking of children, my son is graduating from Binghamton University next weekend. I'm looking forward to that. Um, my daughter already graduated from Malloy which is fantastic. She's doing great. She's in marketing. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say a little bit about myself there. I have a couple of kids. Um, I'm a single woman. I was married for many, many years. I uh, decided that I needed to go a different way in my life, and I left my marriage. And, um, yeah, here I am. 
uh, I literally just became an esthetician, I want to say five years ago now. Um, I've always been in the beauty industry, though. I used to, many, many, many years ago, I was a manicurist, pedicurist. I did artificial nails, waxing. I did all that when you did not need to have a license. I was literally 18 years old. I did it till I was about 26 when I got pregnant for my daughter. And I, um, I stopped doing it. And then when I went back to go do it, you had to have a license. So I had all this skill. I did it for seven years. And then now all of a sudden I had to have a license. So I wound up staying home, raising my children for most of their childhood until I decided to leave the marriage. And then I decided, hey, you know what? I got to get a job. I got a job at a local CVS. I became a beauty manager. I rocked their world over there with my sales. And then I uh, decided I wanted to become an esthetician. And so I went back to school. When I went to become an esthetician, though, to Christine Valme, by the way, the best school in the nation, the best school internationally even, Christine Valme is the person who brought aesthetics to the United States. There is no better school, in my opinion. Sorry about that. In my opinion. There is no better school. Um, but anyway, my school has given me such an amazing education. Like, I can never even thank them enough. But either way, I... Um, you know, and I'm still in touch with many of the girls that I went to school with, and I'm also in touch with a lot of the teachers, and they just stay with you through your whole career. They want to make sure you're working. They, they're really great. So if anyone out there wants to become an esthetician, I am going to push you to say, go to Christine Valme in Manhattan because, in my opinion, there is no better school. It's the best. Um, but anyway, in Christine Valme... Um, when I went there to go tour the school because I wasn't sure if I wanted to be an esthetician or not, I'm walking around the school and the lady's touring me and she says, oh, in this room uh, we, we have our essential oils and you're going to be, um, you know, creating your own masks and learning about the, all the different essential oils. And when she said that, I literally got butterflies in my stomach. And I was like, whoa, this is amazing. So I'm like, you know what? I'm definitely gonna, I'm definitely gonna do this. Sign up and everything. I find out, blah blah blah, blah full time. Da, 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 da. Six months later, seven months later, I'm gonna be an esthetician. Okay, I'm dedicated to this. I'm ready to go. I'm gonna start such and such a date, and I'm walking out the door. As I'm walking out the door, she turns to me and says, "Oh, by the way, when you come back, I just need a copy of your high school diploma." And that's where I stopped and I said, "Hun." I don't have a high school diploma. I quit when I was 17 years old. I hated school. I hated math so much. It kept bringing my average down. And I quit because I just couldn't mentally take it anymore. That I was working so hard and that the math just kept bringing me down. And so I quit school and I just forgot about it and went and learned a trade and went on with my life. And, uh, and she said, well, I'm sorry to tell you that you need it. To come here and I said oh my god you got to be kidding me and she said no I said all right but at that point I wanted it so badly that I said you know what I'm gonna do this so I went back and I got my high school diploma first I went to the classes because they were common core and then I went back to high school which was kind of fun I met a lot of great people there great teachers everything and then I took my GED, you might know it as, but it's not a GED anymore, by the way. It is now a high school equivalency diploma, which means it's much, 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 much harder. 
and that it uh, now qualifies me to go to any college I would like in the United States. It's a real high school diploma. So I went back to school and I got that. And then, of course, I went back to Miss Christine Valmay's and I started my career. And let me tell you something. It was the best thing I ever did for myself. The best thing I ever did for myself and for my kids and for my life. And uh, it truly, truly, truly is my passion. And let me tell you, I don't think you're ever going to meet somebody more passionate. I mean, they might be as passionate, but they're not going to be more passionate. And even if they are a little bit more, uh, you know, passionate, they're not going to, they're not going to love it as much as me. I love it. I just love it. I love helping you. I love making you feel better. I love when people get off of my table and say, wow, my skin feels so good. Or, wow, look at my skin. Or, oh my gosh, I never saw my skin without redness in it. Or, oh wow, my skin's really improving. Or, hey, I'm not breaking out anymore. I love that. You can't really ask for more than having passion for your work. And uh, I look at it like a gift, but I also look at it like I work my ass off for it and I deserve it. And now I'm just relishing in it. Always learning, always teaching myself, always teaching my clients and educating them and staying on top of it because honestly, that's my responsibility and I love it. Hey guys, have a great day. This is a long one today, boy. I was talking today. I wonder if there's like some kind of Gemini thing in the, the full moon or something tonight that's making me so jibber-jabber extra. Hope you have a great day. Remember, I have a Facebook page for you. It's called Your Skin, My Passion. Same as, as uh, the podcast. It kind of links up together. So if you have any questions for me, until I figure out how I'm going to be able to take phone calls one day, please come over there and feel free to like my page. I have videos up there. I have all kinds of fun stuff and information. And if you uh, do that, like and subscribe here too. Please share both of my pages. That's how you can thank me if you're a listener. I would really, really appreciate a few more subscribers. It's going to help me get where I want to go. Even if you don't really listen all the time, I don't care. Just subscribe. Thanks. (laughs) Have a great day, guys. Have a beautiful day.